covered. There's nothing left. There's no more sport. There's nothing. Just an expanse of nothingness, a void for three more years. Nothing to console us but the hundreds of hours of on-demand content, the Paralympics in two weeks and the non-stop calendar of sport. But aside from that, we are wandering aimlessly in a desert of despair and unsportedness Welcome to the Olympopod Day 16. Beijing 2022, starting on the 4th of February. Yep. 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 In fairness, there's a lot of sports going to be happening between now and Paris. But still, it's over! It's over, Chris! There's nothing left! The only thing that's left is for people to listen and re-listen to old Olympopods and for us to record new Olympopods. That's all that's left! Yeah, I can't wait for people who are new to the podcast to actually listen back to the main reason we do these podcasts, which is to look at the hilarious and frankly baffling stories from previous Olympics. Yeah. Oh, lots of that to catch up with. Lucky you. And actually on that uh, kind of genre, two hilarious things I saw yesterday. First of all, in the baseball, they have a mini car. And I know I've been all about the mini cars, these Olympics. These are slightly larger. It's basically a giant baseball mitt and the pitcher sits in it. And then when the pitcher goes out, the car drives him out into the field in a giant baseball mitt. How uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, like it, 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 it just takes away all of the... I, like the you know you're supposed to be kind of intimidating as a baseball pitcher it's like i'm here to destroy your hopes and dreams and get you out without touching the ball and then he's brought out in a big novelty car i think we should do it for all sports um when you're going out to do the discus you should be on a giant discus mm, yeah i don't know they're they're ha- i'll think of more examples when i've had some time okay. to process the olympics in general what did you see today, Ruth? Uh, well, of course, I saw the big Irish news, the boxing. Uh, yeah, Kelly Harrington. I, I spoke about Kelly Harrington and Lauren Price yesterday on the pod, and both won their boxing goals this morning with relative ease as well. Both of them with yeah. unanimous decisions, 5-0 in terms of judges. And yeah, both really, really good. And some amazing scenes as well from Dublin and the... I was going to say the hometown, but the home street of Kelly Harrington, which had a big screen erected, hundreds of people out in the streets at, what was it, six o'clock in the morning, local time to watch it. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you saw, but on Orsi, Ireland's national broadcaster, um, they showed Kelly some of the footage from that morning and she hadn't seen it yet. And she started getting into tears and then everyone at home went into tears. And pretty much the only people whose hearts weren't melted by it all was a couple of Brazilians who uh, were too happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, well, I think even the uh, the Brazilian boxer herself couldn't have argued with that. No, no. She was, she was uh, beaten fair and square in that. And actually a very nice moment between the two of them as well. A lot of respect between them. Tears everywhere, hugs everywhere. Actually, it would bring a tear to the eye that early in the morning to, to see that. And Ireland... With our second gold medal of the Olympics. Take that, Moldova and Bermuda (laughs) and India. (laughs) And, uh, well, 
11th gold medal of all time. It puts Ireland joint 39th in the medal table as well for these games alongside Israel. And it's the most gold medals Ireland have had since 1996 and LA 1932, where we also had two. It's 2020 will join those magical years of 32 and 96 uh, forever in our minds, Chris, forever in mm. our minds. Yeah. Um, did you watch the marathon at all? I did watch a bit of it. Um, did you watch the controversy? Uh, no. Um, Tell me the about French, the controversy. Yeah, the French runner Morhad Amdouni at the 28-kilometer water station managed to knock down every single water bottle from the start of the table right up until the last one, and then he collected that for himself, meaning that for the people immediately behind him, there was no water for them. Uh, and some have speculated that it was just disorientation of being at the 28 kilometers and the heat and being at that speed others have said it was sneaky af (sighs) wait a second so let me picture this i have to go back and watch it you'll have to like when when you see the video it does look uh... bad the video looks bad um i almost want us to pause this recording so you can go look at it chris yeah um, no, I, I can, I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find it. I'm here. I'm watching it. Oh, wow. Okay. <gasps> no. Okay, so we've got some uh, live time reaction from Chris. What a scumbag! <laughs> So, Chris, I'm guessing you fall on the side side of Sneaky AF, do you? Yeah, that that is, I mean, (laughs) there was no, what, disorientated until the perfect moment where he just grabbed the last one perfectly fine? I think not. Oh, my goodness. What? What an ass. Can you imagine if this was, uh, like, 1904, we'd have, like, a massive segment about Scumbag of the Week. I was just going to say, yeah, we had the old Scumbag of the Week segments, and I have a feeling that <laughs> Morhad Amdouni could have just played his way into that. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, I have, to, I have to look into this a bit more, but there's no... I, I find it really hard to believe that he didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. But there was some good news in the uh, marathon. We had uh, Kenya's Iliud Kupchogi defending his gold quite convincingly. Um, mm. He said on the conditions, he said, the weather was okay. I can't complain. We're all in the same frying pan. And today I lived my Olympic dream. That being said, out of the 116 starters, 30 dropped out because they yeah. didn't find the frying pan that great. But there was a lovely story of friendship as well because Netherlands Abdi Nagy took silver, spending much of the last 30 metres looking back and encouraging his training mate and friend, Bashir Abdi, representing Belgium, who managed to take the bronze just ahead of Kenya's Lawrence Torono. I love that. It was lovely. I loved it. And I was kind of worried for him, though, because he hadn't actually gotten ahead of Torono by the time. He was come on, come on! He was looking yeah. back at him the whole time. He was, like, trying to drag him along. I was like, wait, what if he doesn't have... Like, he was really confident that he was going to get the silver. I mean, he, he was really confident he had the kick uh, for the final... 
what 20 meters or so to make sure he'd actually get past them but yeah lovely moment and uh and they won silver and bronze yeah you would feel bad for lawrence toronto but at the same time you feel good for the friends yeah like both friendship wins the day yeah both of them uh somali refugees as well settling in uh netherlands and belgium respectively so yeah a couple of medals for for somalia as well Mm -hmm. uh but iliad chip kipchoge was just phenomenal he looked like he won it at a canter and like you said his description of it and also it was so lovely like the way he was just describing the how important the games were for him that they took place and talking about hope and how tokyo 2020 is a sign that everything is going to be okay in the end so lovely that uh he won and he is well he was in 2019 he was the first man to break two hours for a marathon in an unofficial marathon in vienna uh but yeah, brilliant athlete. Anything else you caught today? I assumed there was handball. There's always handball. There was handball. The women's final. Yeah. No? Yes, yes. The final day, yes. of course. Oh, and actually I know who won. Tell me. France. France. <laughs> Double gold for France. And five years ago, both men's and women's teams were in the final and lost both of the finals. This time, they won both. And the first time that men and women's teams from the same country have won the handball event since 1976, where the Soviet Union won both. And yeah, brilliant victory for the uh, French girls. They were brilliant against the Russian Olympic Committee. And it was like, it was a tactical victory in the end for them. Uh, they really had outmatched Russia, who, you know, in their own right, were had their own tactical masterstroke in the semifinal against Norway. Uh, delighted for all of them. The, the men's team were in the stands cheering them on for the game as well and they had it wrapped up with a couple of minutes to go so they could actually enjoy the final two minutes or so already in floods of tears and yeah a really nice moment for them uh, on the other side we had like Russia or Russian Olympic Committee's top player Anna Veikareva who was really taken out of the game very well by France tactically uh, she said in an interview afterwards that she's just completely uh, emotionally and physically gone because there's been a big issue in the handball world about uh, overexertion for players and um, a campaign to don't play the players so not to uh, expect so much out of them because the competition schedule is so tight and uh, she said she's going to be taking some time out of the sport now because she's just uh, she can't deal with it anymore I don't know if that is purely after losing the gold medal match but yeah not a nice thing overall but France double champions and yeah we'll be defending their titles on home court I was just about to say that would be nice yeah to be defending Mm -hmm. in Paris in Paris well actually I think the handball arena is not going to be in Paris what (laughs) (laughs) I think they've really fucked over handball at Paris 2024 apologies for the crudeness of my language it's going to be in Lille. Okay. You know where Lille is, Ruth? It's a Lille far away from Paris. It is. It's practically Belgium. <laughs> but it's uh, it's going to be in a, in a huge outdoor slash indoor stadium, 26,000 uh, seats, which will be fantastic in terms of the spectacle, but will be nowhere near Paris, which I think is a bit baffling. Also considering how the whole takeover thing from the closing ceremony today was like, oh, we're going to be using all of Paris's greatest sites to turn them into Olympic venues, except handball, which is going to Lille. Well, let's go to the closing ceremony. Unless you have stuff about not the closing ceremony? No. No? No? Nothing else? Well, there's the 
metal table. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can... I mean, I think we'll talk about the metal table in greater detail in our review of the entire Olympics. Yeah. Olympopod. However, yes, give us an update on the... I'll give you the, I'll give you the highlights. Yeah. Right? First of all, a new record, 93 or 92 National Olympic Committees plus the refugee team have won a medal, which is a new high. The previous high was 87 in Beijing 2008. Bermuda, Philippines, Qatar won their first ever gold medals. Burkina Faso, San Marino, Turkmenistan won their first medals at all. And North Macedonia won their very first silver, having previously only won one bronze. USA topped the medal table. They snuck into top position on the final day. They needed eight gold medals in the final two days. They managed it to get 39 golds, 113 medals in total, just ahead of China in second place. Japan in third, beating their record for golds. The previous record was 16 for them. They got 27 this time around. Great Britain in fourth. And as I said, Ireland in joint 39th with Israel. Denmark, 25th. Woo, woo, woo. Um, Chris, do you know who's not up there or is rather hidden up there around 25, but who will be represented at the Paralympics? That was a very confusingly placed question. That was a very <laughs> confusing question. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is at the Paralympics, we'll be able to watch the Faroe Islands. Oh. Yes. Okay, what? Yes, the Faroe Islands they- are going to the Paralympics. And not Amazing. Only, and not only are they going to the Paralympics, sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Chris, this is going to be their tenth appearance at the Paralympics. They have previously won one gold, seven silver, and five bronze, leading some people to ask, why do they not have a team at the Olympics? <laughs> that is a very good question. Yeah. The fair, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's go Faroe Islands then. <laughs> My new favorite Paralympic team. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, now, okay, so we're saying that Denmark is our official country of the 2020 Summer Games Olympics. Faroe mm. Islands are our official island nation of the Summer Paralympic Games 2020. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Okay. Move aside, Ireland. <laughs> the Faroe Islands uh, are number one. Uh, this, this better get us some Faroese listeners, I think. It better get us some Faroese I, I, listeners. And I also, I bloody hope, because looking at the Wikipedia page, there's currently no entry for Faroe Islands at the 2020 Summer Paralympics. I hope there are some athletes going. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be a quiet time supporting that team. Chris, I'm almost certain that there are. Like, I'm almost certain that I have had a pushed on me um, through suggestions on our Twitter feed. So I think I think we're good. I think we have people to cheer for during the Paralympics. Awesome. Yeah. Let's go. Sorry, Denmark. Sorry. Sorry. But we're all about the Pharaohs now. Right. Uh, That was was strategically bad. Anyway. To the to the closing ceremony. Hey, the second best ceremony of the Olympic Games. <laughs> what are your impressions, Ruth? I loved the flag handover. I thought it was lovely, oh. lovely tassels on its edge. Hadn't noticed that before. Lovely waving, very strong waving, I would have said. Um, great music choice, <sighs> lovely slow, just was a bit cool. Liked it. 
Um, what, really? <laughs> what? I liked it all, Chris. I liked it all. I mean, okay, my notes here in front of me. Banging tunes for the closing ceremony. Brass band? Yes, please. Mo- amazing modern and traditional music. But then the lounge music for the I flag handover? It. Question mark, question mark, question mark. It was so random. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, and actually, know. talking of flags, did you see our did you did you see our Natalia Coyle was dressed up as a flag as well as uh waving a flag? I did not, so you're gonna have to explain. <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's literally just it she was dressed up as a flag and also waved the flag um, which oh, is nice. great double flag cool. for Ireland whoop whoop um, <laughs> now the one thing I felt about the entire closing ceremony was Paris kind of put Tokyo to shame like I kind they of thought sure <laughs> and it's so mean like don't turn up to a wedding in a like fantastic white gown please Paris you know the etiquette but yeah Paris <laughs> very much uh had a better prepared closing and opening ceremony. Well, they actually had a party in Paris. They did, yeah, yeah, <laughs> with, yeah. With and seemingly more French athletes there than at the actual closing ceremony. <laughs> yeah, and but I did think it was funny that weather conditions today meant that the world's largest flag couldn't be flown off the Eiffel yeah. Tower. And if that's not an accurate representation of the year that is 2021, then I don't know what is. <laughs> Well, like, I, it's kind of good that they didn't because of exactly what you just said. They completely upstaged them. Then having the world's largest flag with the Eiffel Tower as the flagpole would have been quite something. However, they already have the record because they did a test event in June. So yeah. it already happened. Uh, so, and <laughs> but then yeah, that was uh, unveiled the world's largest roll of sushi. Why, Paris? Why? Stop it! <laughs> but I, I to, <laughs> tone that was it so, down. Tone it down. Okay, I f- sorry. I feel that was so. Uh, it was so gracious the whole closing ceremony from the Japanese side because they also spent almost more time kind of giving people a taste for Paris and like saying, hey, look forward to Paris rather than kind of bask in their own glory. Uh, It was very, very much a clash of cultures, I think, that that closing ceremony. Also, how many times do they need to announce that Thomas Bach won a fencing gold in 1976? (laughs) (laughs) Three times I heard it announced, not by the commentators, but by those in the arena. Every time he was introduced, mentioned the fact that he's a fencing gold medalist in 1976. Do you think they used to mention it constantly that uh, Pierre de Coubertin won the literature in 1912? Oh, I certainly hope so. <laughs> and, then, and then there was just like one person in the background it's like, who was the judge of that uh, event? Or, well, actually, was at that time, did was it even revealed? When did we know that Pierre de Coubertin actually won it? No, and not under a pseudonym. Don't know. Mm. Don't know. Somebody must have known yeah. this incredibly Pierre de Coubertin prose or poem. Was it a poem? You read some of it, Chris. I sure did. That was many Olympopods ago, so you're going to have to go back to it. Well, yeah, Stockholm you know exactly what it was. Stockholm 1912. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Chris, um, yeah, well done for him on getting his fencing back in I, when now was it 1976 montreal see we haven't gone to that olympopod yet so we, no. we have a bit more oh we're definitely not mentioning it <laughs> <laughs> oh poor thomas back 
<laughs> I, I tell you what, though, the atmosphere, though, overall, I liked. And the open space with relatively few athletes there meant like it was kind of just a, a picnic atmosphere for a lot of the athletes. It was funny with the the, the uh, aerial shots when it looked down as the ceremony went on, more and more people were taking a step back from the edge and just laying down on the grass. So yeah, they deserve a lay down and not on cardboard beds after yeah. all their efforts. Uh, something else is still uh, the show. The huge moth during the speeches. <laughs> How big was it, Chris? Probably fairly big. How distracting was it? Meh. Was it worth screenshotting and uploading with the caption, all held the Olympic moth? Absolutely, Chris. Absolutely. Great moth, a great moth. But uh, now, of course, the Olympic flame has been extinguished. And the moth. Where will the moths go? Like, I think they kill all the moths until oh. Paris. Yeah. It's yeah. a downer. It's, it's, it's one of the kind of darker sides to... Uh, the Olympics, we don't really talk about the mass culling of moths as soon as the event ends. Oh, well, Ooh. on that note. <laughs> Good tone to end it on, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, after 16 days of competition, many tears, many smiles, more tears, some naughty horses and a moth. That is the end for the daily mini Olympopods for these games. Something... <laughs> Two days before these Olympics, I had no idea we were going to do. But look, it happened. It happened. <laughs> Ruth's genius plan came to fruition. And now Denmark loves us. So, you know what? Oh, yeah, Good but job, not, Ruth. But did we not just like abandon Denmark for the Faroe Islands? No, we'll be, we'll be back with Denmark for the Winter Games when they're the plucky underdogs in Scandinavia. And, uh, you know, uh, you know the, Winter the Winter Olympics, Ruth, is, as I said at the top of the show, on the 4th of February 2022, Paris 2024 is on the 26th of July 2024. And the Paralympics is in just 16 days time, beginning on the 24th of August. We may do some things around Chris, that as well. Chris, was that? And what? Chris, was that, was that a bit of a hint to the listeners that maybe we might have... A season two Olympopod Winter Games coming up. Maybe. You're going to have to find out when you listen to the next full Olympopod, which may not come for a while because we've got more mini-apods coming up at some point. We're going to do a bit of a review of these games once we've had a chance to decompress. Rehydrate. And uh, watch a few highlights and, and catch the uh, on-demand beach volleyball and uh, rhythmic Artistic swimming. What's it called now? Artistic, Artistic swimming. <laughs> artistic swimming and uh, even more handball which I didn't see but until then everyone thank you arigato gozaimasu and we'll talk to you again soon Yeah, because they were going to have... You know, whenever you, you sing that, you get put on the outtakes at the end. No, not this time. <laughs> not this time. <laughs>